Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and it is a joy and a privilege, really, to have you with us. Thanks for gathering around together today to check out today's podcast. This is episode number 91 of our little podcast that is designed to help us experience the grace of God as we overcome uh, while we're leading and overcoming these everyday challenges that we face in life. Hey, don't forget to check out LanceBain.com. There's some wonderful resources available on my site. Would love for you to look into those resources if you would maybe find those helpful. As well, you can listen to today's podcast. You can stream other podcasts that we've done at LanceBain.com. You can also find our podcast on iTunes. You can find it on Spotify as well and other locations. Um, Today, I want to talk with you about the subject of intentional growth, intentional growth. I think intentional growth is critical when I think about my life, and I would say in particularly the last probably 15 years now. Wow, can't believe it's been that long, but I would say probably the last 15 years, intentionality as a value and as a practice has elevated to near the top of my life as a leader, as a person. Matter of fact, there's a few folks in my local church that I lead who often tell me, Lance, you're the most intentional person I've ever met. Well, I want you to know, friends, that I wasn't always this intentional. There's a certain meticulousness that I have as a personality. (laughs) For example, when uh, if I'm cooking in the kitchen, I need to clean as I cook. Having a clean workspace allows me to feel more connected to what I'm doing, allows me to maybe be more creative and just more peaceful and more enjoyable with what I'm doing. So I know that all of us have a certain personality types, character traits, if you will, little habits and tics that involve the way we do things. And um, for me, intentionality is one of those really important areas. And so today, my what I want to share with you are some four targeted areas that you can adopt so that you can also be very intentional about your growth. So let's talk about that today. Intentional growth. You know, I haven't always uh, been intentional, as I said, and I think one of the, and believe one of the core experiences, one of the more important experiences in my life that helped me really begin to adopt the mindset of intentionality, it's a mindset and a practice, is recognizing that there was a lid on my leadership. There was a lid on my influence. That lid was rooted in some childhood experiences. I saw a therapist and worked with a a coach for a while, did a 360 profile to get some very uh, helpful and at times a challenging feedback uh, for, the, for the way people were experiencing my life, my leadership, my love. I often tell others when I'm doing some coaching or some mentoring that uh, I thought I was offering people uh, cranberry juice in my leadership and in their feedback, they were telling me, no, Lance, we're actually tasting vinegar. You know, what you think you're giving us is not what we're fully experiencing. And so I had blind spots. I had things going on in my life that were affecting my capacity to love deeply, uh, to be a a safe and empowering leader, to really 
help others achieve great things and do great things. And it was affecting my own relationships, primarily my my marriage with my wife now of 28 years, my children and my relationships as a parent. So intentionality is, is so important to me. And I love intentionality. I love accomplishing things. I love feeling like I'm growing and I'm getting better. I'm a person of faith, and and I believe that Jesus created me in His image, and and that He wants me to grow, and that as I grow, I can help others grow. I love what Pete Scazzaro says, and you might enjoy his podcast, Emotional Healthy Discipleship. I love Pete. Emotionallyhealthy.org is his website. And Pete has been very helpful about helping me remember uh, as leaders, you can't give what you don't have. You can't take people where you haven't been. Teachers teach what they know, but leaders reproduce who they are. And I, w- I want to be the kind of person that's worthy of reproduction, that I have solid character, good competency in my leadership, wonderful, loving people skills, that I know how to care for myself so I maintain a healthy life emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually relationally, intellectually, all of that. So I I just want to encourage you to adopt the value, the mindset, the practice of intentionality. In thinking through our time together today, here's one way that I saw intentionality. Intentionality is the proactive decision to cross the bridge of change and enter something new. Intentionality is the decision to cross the proactive, to cross the bridge of change proactively sometimes and enter something new. Cross that bridge of change and enter into something new. Now, when I when I sort of saw this, like, yeah, Lance, this is kind of what you do. And and as you observe the landscape of other leaders and people you admire, they have a level of intentionality in their life. They make a choice to cross the bridge of change and enter into something new. Most of us don't enjoy change. We may actually resist change, but that's fundamentally what intentionality is about. I want to grow. I want to change. I want to embrace something new. Now, there are two motives for crossing this bridge of change, and they're simply the have to and the want to. Sometimes we cross the bridge of change because we have to. Something has been thrust upon us for which we didn't see coming, or maybe we did, and we couldn't stop it. And now you have to cross the bridge of change. Friends, in those moments, sometimes the have to requires us to shift into the next motive, which is a want to. I want to. I often and at times have said to my church when it comes to topics such as prayer or fasting or seeking reconciliation or seeking forgiveness, is that sometimes as Christians we say, I have to do it, which implies this begrudging obedience And it's the little kid who's standing up and the parent says, you need to sit down. And the little kid sits down and then they look at their parent and they say, but I'm standing up on the inside. It's it's like that's sort of the have to. But friends, and what I want you to know is this is a, a want to. I want to grow. I want to change. I want to cross the bridge of change. And intentionality is so important for that. Mark Sanborn says, we are responsible for living in a way that shows others who we truly are and what we believe. We are responsible. Friends, you are responsible for living in a way that shows others who you truly are and what you believe. Give a compelling case for who you are and what you believe. If other people choose to believe something different, then they're they're just choosing to ignore 
your lifestyle, your character, your attitude, your behaviors, your decisions, your generosity, your values. They're just choosing to ignore that. What I'm wanting you to understand, friends, is you can be intentional about the beliefs that you have and how you show up in the world and let people know who you really are. Can I encourage you today, friends? Cross the bridge of change and enter into something new because you want to, not because you have to. Take responsibility for living a way that shows others who you truly are and what you believe. Okay. Now, you may say, Lance, I'm in. Man, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I want to change. I want to cross that bridge. I want to be more intentional about my life. Then let me share with you what I have found as four solid categories that navigate me in my intentional growth. The more I can be like categories like this are intentional. My intentionality in the categories helps me be intentional in my living, in the areas that I want to grow. And here are the four categories in no particular order of priority, but I think you'll find all of them relevant to you. Category number one of intentional growth is self-care. Category number two, uh, self-care skills. Category number two is what I call ministry skills. Or if you're not in ministry, you're not involved in Christian leadership or Christian vocation of any kind, then you might describe that as professional skills. Thirdly, would be leadership skills, and then fourthly would be people skills. Now, underneath these skills is a heart. You have a heart that wants to love people, a heart for health, a heart for growth, a heart for making a difference. Not out of arrogance, but rooted in humility and the desire to elevate the quality of lives of other people. So, self-care skills. What do we mean by that? Well, what we're talking about is emotional health. We're talking about physical health. We're talking about intellectual health. What do I mean by that? Intellectual health. I mean, be careful about what you're learning. I mean, there's a lot of things you can learn, but they're not always helpful. They're not always healthy. Uh, I could go learn about other religions, and, and I'm not sure I want to spend a lot of my time doing that. I'm focused in on Jesus and Christianity. I could be out there studying Uh, Marxism or socialism or communism or materialism or humanism. I don't want to spend my time on those things. Those aren't always helpful for me. So when when I talk about self-care skills, I'm talking about being compassionate towards yourself. When I was seeing a therapist many years ago, I was really struggling with uh, loving myself and my, my critical internal voice was just running rampant. And I was very hard on myself and I would sit with my therapist and come in and he would say, how are you feeling today, Lance? I said, boy, I really don't like this part of me. I made these bad decisions today. I'm really struggling. And he would say quite regularly, Lance, until you can be compassionate towards yourself, you will never heal. Friends, I want to encourage you to pay attention to your self-care skills and be compassionate towards yourself. Those second skills of where I am intentional in my growth are what I call ministry skills or professional skills. Now, by ministry skills where self-care skills are about compassion, ministry skills are about competency. Professional skills are about competency. In, in my line of work, for example, do I know how to uh, pray for the sick? Do I know how to study the Bible? Do I know how to develop a message? Do I know how to... Um, 
uh, fast in a way that's healthy? Do I know how to share my testimony? Do I know how to uh, disciple another person? There are lots of areas when I think about ministry in my life that I may not know how to do those things. And so what are the professional skills for you or ministry skills for you that you need to get intentional about? And pay attention to where do I need to grow? Where can I learn? Where can I share with others even? That as I share with others, I learn. And so ministry and professional skills is a category that you want to assess and you want to look at. Self-care skills are about compassion. Ministry slash professional skills are about competency. All right, let's look at the third and fourth categories for intentional growth. The third category that I look at are leadership skills. Now, how do leadership skills differ from ministry skills? Uh, leader, ministry skills are those things that are unique to my profession. Leadership skills kind of work everywhere. So if I'm a uh, CFO for a local company, praying for the sick may not be important as a professional skill, but knowing how to run a staff meeting, how to delegate, how to do conflict resolution, that might be a leadership skill that comes in very handy. So some of these skills bleed over into each other, and they should because our lives are not fragmented like that. They don't keep clean lines, our lives. They often blend over into one another. But I want you to think about, friends, the difference between your professional skills knowing how to uh, develop an effective spreadsheet or project management sheet for your organization as a professional skill, but how do you then actually delegate, empower, follow-up might be a leadership skill. How are you at communicating and listening? So those are leadership skills. Leadership is a lot about character. It's about being a person of integrity as well. It's about what you say you're going to do, you do it. And people build trust with you. They trust your character. They trust your competency. They trust your compassion. And so you want to continue to develop leadership skills. The heart of this podcast and many, many of the episodes we do here are really built around these four ideas of how do we care for ourselves? How do we be better in our profession, our ministry? How do we be a more effective leader? This can have to do with your home, you're a leader as a spouse, or if you're single, maybe you're, you're a leader of your siblings or others. I know that when we, uh, my wife and I are caring for now elderly parents, we find ourselves more in a leadership role where they've been a leader for many years in our lives. We're now leading and making decisions for them. So this is in the essence of what I'm talking about in leadership skills. It's this wonderful blend of competency, but also character. The fourth category People skills. People skills. This is about community. This is about the collective. Uh, People skills is the ability to be kind to others, serve the stranger, small talk, walk slowly among a a crowded room, uh, look people in the eye, uh, show interest in them. Uh, Great leaders ultimately want to add value to other people. People who connect know that connection happens when I make others more important than myself. People skills are often what we call the soft skills of touching the human heart, touching the human spirit, touching the human soul that allow others to feel comfortable in our presence. As leaders, we want to influence people, don't we? We do. And people skills will allow others 
to sit more comfortably in your presence even when you are challenging them and saying something that can be a little hard to swallow, a word of correction, a word of course correction, a word of character development, etc. So people skills are very important as a leader, and it's about the community. It's about the collective. So the four categories, let me just recap for you. Self-care skills about compassion, ministry slash professional skills about competency. Leadership skills are about character and people skills are about the community and the collective. Okay, I jotted down five quick ways that I can get feedback or data, uh, understanding, insight to help me know where do I need to be growing? Where do I identify the part of my garden, my soul, my garden, my life's a garden? What part of this garden needs attention? It needs weeding. It needs seeding. It needs fertilization. It needs the soil to be turned over. It needs water. It needs pruning. It needs celebration. It needs harvesting. Okay, five general areas I jotted down that can help you know where you can get the feedback you need to target your intentional growth. Area number one is to simply be proactive and seek input from others. As I said earlier, 15 years or so ago, I did a 360 profile, and that was super, super helpful for me, gave me the kind of feedback and input I needed from others. Hopefully, you have the kind of honest relationships where others can give you the feedback even when it's difficult to swallow. Seek input from others in some form or fashion. Secondly, Maybe you have a business review, a job performance review of some kind. Those reviews, if they're done well, will target for you areas of improvement or areas of growth. Now, those aren't always going to target these four categories. Primarily, professional reviews are going to target professional skills or leadership skills, maybe a little bit on people skills. But reviews are very helpful and can help you identify areas for growth. The third area that I look to is mentoring. When I submit and yield my life to others, in the mentoring conversation, the coaching conversation, I begin to pick up on areas where I can grow. And I go into that actually looking for that. I'm wanting to discover these things. I want to recognize them, adopt them, and move forward. Mentoring is very helpful. The fourth category, the fourth area where you can get data is simply in learning. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read books. I'm a natural learner from uh, Marcus Buckingham's and the Strengths Finder. Learning was one of my key strengths. And so for me, I love learning. I do that a lot through reading. I do that through podcasts. I do that through observation of other people. I do that through asking questions. So learning is a great way to discover where you want to grow intentionally. And then the fifth uh, source, if you will, for data for me is reflection. I sit with these four categories, and I just reflect about my life. I pay attention to my emotions. Journaling is very helpful here. Journaling allows you to sort of regularly get a lot of this out in a way that you can go back and look at it again. You can read it. You can reflect on it. You can assess it. Often our lives are so busy that reflection is difficult as a practice. Not only is it difficult as a practice, can we recall enough information from our lives, our emotions, our conversations, our thoughts, our behavior, circumstances that feed into that? So reflection is very important and would encourage you maybe to take a Sabbath. This is a great a practice. It's sort of a 12-hour Sabbath, a 24-hour Sabbath where you can actually 
be intentional about your reflection. Hey, thank you guys for listening today. Hope today was really helpful for you in targeting your intentional growth. Choose because you want to, to cross the bridge of change and enter into something new because you are responsible for living in a way that shows others who you really are and what you really believe. And help. hopefully these categories will help you be more intentional about targeting those areas of your life where you can grow as well. Hey, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing week and I can't wait to spend some more time with you next week on episode 92 of Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. I'll talk to you then.